Hello travellers, and welcome to Tales from the Dark Dragon's Inn, Side Quests. This week is part two, and the conclusion to our game featuring the cast of Fandible, the children of Fairton. We have Angela as Jesse Cole and Gravity Well, Jesus as Jason Alvarez and Oscuridad, Dave as Dennis Caldwell and Rewind, and Dan as Fred Pakulski and Duke Drake. Before we get started, there are those of you who may be familiar with a series of awards called the Ennies. If you're not, to summarise briefly, they're pretty much the Oscar of podcasts, which of course means they're not perfect, and as an organisation, it has issues, but we're making leaps and bounds in representation. So why am I mentioning them? Well, one of the nominees for Best Podcast of the Year are today's guests, and if you have enjoyed what we produce together, I'd love for you to check out their show, and better yet, take the time to vote for them. There's only a little time left, so please take a moment out of your day to head over to www.enie-awards.com forward slash vote forward slash 2018. Once you're there, select the best podcast category and give Fandible your number one vote. With all that said, let's get on with the show. The stage is set and Ran, the dapper tiefling, steps grandly onto stage. The children of Fairton, as you're about to see, are not everything that they appear to be. And now know that Rewind's turning up in his mask. How is everybody else getting over there? Are you just skateboarding over Jason? When I eventually get away from my dad, yeah. Oh wait, no, actually, yeah, Jason's stuck. Yeah, I'm stuck, yes, that's true. You could call one of us. Hmm. See if we can get you out of it. It's 1986. Oh, right, I have to call your house. Yeah, I can call your house. Yeah, no cell phones. <laughs> we still have phones. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, I forgot about landlines. Yeah, you can try and get out of it, but it will require a roll. Your dad is real keen. This is heartbreaking. My boy, you know, I, I put so much time into this. I know, dad. An honest dad any other night, but... Is it a girl? There's this girl, you know, and you know... Of course, it's always a girl. Uh, there's no other time I can talk to her. You understand, dad? You understand, oh, yeah, yeah, Dad, right? I still think you're going to have to make a roll, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he hands you a 20-sided die. Convince me. <laughs> uh, now I know what kind of parent I'll be if I ever have one. I'm, I'm sorry, boy. It's, it's, it's too late at night. I, I can't let you oh, go. That's... Yeah. All right. All right. Cool, Dad. It's cool. Call it tomorrow. You can no, tell her fine. it's my fault. I'll call on myself. Oh, no, no. Please, God, no. I will suggest that you can turn in at this point. I'd say maybe that scene happens at like half 12. So after you were supposed to meet them. Oh, oh, I'm looking at my watch. Oh, dad, it's so late. I gotta, I've got to go to sleep, to bed. He wipes his face. Guy, you know, I, I always think I can stay up longer than I can, but you'd, I think I might, I might sleep too. No, no, you gotta I'm, get your I'm sleep I'm just going to crash here on the couch though. I, All right. Yeah. I'll be upstairs, in my bed, asleep. It was good to see you, son. He puts hands on your face, kisses your forehead. Thanks for spending the night with your old man. Oh, uh, now I feel guilty. It's good, good to spend time with you. Oh, great. As soon as I can, I sneak out the window. Yeah, I mean, he's out cold on the couch. You outpaced him, and he's none the wiser. You're definitely gonna be late finding the others. We'll snap cut to... Rewind, Jessie was quite casually allowed out of her bedroom by her sister, who's just like, you come back with that boy. Are you rushing over there as masked form, or...? Jessie... Jessie gets to, like, the end of the block before she gets her mask form. Obviously, she had to sneak out as herself, otherwise there'd be a lot of questions. 
So when Jesse puts on her mask, it's a blank white mask. It's a full face mask. Blank white, but if you looked really closely, there's like a white on white textured pattern to it that's all sorts of, looks almost like circuitry un- under it. She's large and gawky as a teenager. And as a mask, think more like a gymnast who's small and compact. And she is dressed in a mysterious dark midnight blue cloak that obscures most of her face as well as the rest of her body. When you look at her straight on, even if the cloak is open, it's almost like there's just pure darkness underneath. She almost doesn't have a, a physical form in some lights, especially when it's it's dark. That's how she's mysteriously getting across town. Fred just fucking leaves his house. Yep, pretty much. Just Bye, Pooch! <laughs> yeah, he looks at the clock <laughs> on the wall, figures, all right, should head out. He heads out in his teen form for the most part, because, yeah, he doesn't want to be a lizard man in a top hat <laughs> while skimming all the way through town. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely would potentially draw attention were anybody out and about on a Friday night. But once he's in the area, once he's close enough, finds a place to hide either behind some bushes or, you know, somebody's backyard in a, in a house that looks dark so he can transform. He doesn't like transforming in front of his friends or really anybody, because even though he loves being his mask form because it's confident and it's suave and it's fun the actual transformation is a a little a little bit sailor moon like because his mask is made out of shredded bits of his mom's people magazine a couple of tony robbins motivational cassettes (laughs) that he stole from his dad and some of the old little plastic dinosaur toys that he had as a kid which are some of the, the few toys that he still has and so he turned them into his mask and so when he puts on weird looking mask It starts to flow around him. The air around him changes color. He starts assuming all kinds of poses as as these scintillating scales spread over his skin and his clothes melt off. And then when the light fades, he's a six foot tall, suave lizard man in a top hat and a little monocle and a little walking cane. He makes sure to, you know, walk around and, and meet the rest of the gang once they're there. So we have Rewind, Duke Drake, and Gravity Well all show up at poor old Patrick's place. What do you do when uh, a scooter dad does not show up? Okay, good. We're all here. So I think that we should go in through the top and where the hell is this scooter dad? I'm not sure where he went, but I'm sure he'll be around very shortly. It's not like him to be late. Yes, it is. It's always like him to be late. Could what have happened to Patrick have happened to Oscuridad? Oh, he's always talking about something bad happening to him. I thought it was maybe just a, his 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 thing. Uh, do we, <sighs> gosh. Well, I mean... Well, I suppose we can give him a couple more minutes. Yeah, you're right. Let's do that. Okay, time's up. We should go check. Do you abandon your Patrick quest to go and find a Skirtad? <laughs> well, here's the thing about Patrick. His stasis is not going to change. You're not wrong. So with that... Yeah, it's like we know something is happening to masks or prodigy adjacent people. Yeah, I think that's what we need to do. We need to go find a Skiridad. Mission goals have changed. Yeah, we just need to go find the guy who's a master of stealth that can blend into the shadows effortlessly. I'll get the flashlight. Uh, So you all head over to the southeast of town. It doesn't take you long. We've already established in fiction, though, that it takes him half an hour before he leaves his house. (laughs) So I guess you guys just turn up outside of Jason's place (laughs) and you're just standing there for 15 minutes without taking any action before he gets out. We're like throwing tiny, tiny rocks at his window. Jason, 
<laughs> but he's downstairs in his living room with his dad trying to justify that there's a girl waiting for him. Oh man, yeah. Rewind is pacing back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, it's very much a Deadpool moment. My character's masked form peeks around one of the window sills and like tries to get Jason's attention. And just as the dad looks back, my character darts back into the bushes. Which is why probably Jason changed his mind about spending the night with his dad and started protesting that he really needed to go to bed. Jason. Heads upstairs, you guys wait a few more minutes, and then Oscar Dad peers out of Jason's window. Yeah, as Jason first pops out of the window into the small roof, and as he starts to climb down and then eventually puts on his mask, he looks like one of those theater masks, but the sad face one. Paper mache around it is sort of like a hood on the back of it that is made of Velcro, some black cloth, and what looks like pieces of exhaust from a car. As soon as he puts it on, the black parts seem to flow around his body and increase his size slightly a few inches. The paper mache mask shifts and changes more real. Still pale white, but skin-like, but that it still looks like a theater sad face mask. And But there's also some dark smoke coming out of him. You can't smell it. It doesn't make you cough or something, but it's this like dark, intimidating presence. And around him, underground in the smoke, appears small little, what looks like maybe rats or other dark creatures coming in and out of the shadows. And you hear him say, Oscuridad is ready for his end. Okay, well, one kid already died, so let's try to minimize the ending. All right, next time. As you guys are milling around waiting for Oscuridad, who then manifests in front of you, and (laughs) I imagine you all give him hell for a couple minutes. Sorry, it was my dad. He wouldn't let me leave. You all sense an explosion. Oh. You feel the earth shake. And the air around you vibrate with a magnificent intensity. And you've felt this before, but you've never felt it quite so close. It is directly coming from the mines just outside of town. What the hell was that? Oh, oh my. And you definitely heard it, and you definitely felt it. It's almost like you can taste it. And we've heard these explosions before, right? You've heard two. I imagine some of you have heard one, and some of you heard the other. Perhaps one of you heard both of them but you were never really able to pinpoint where they were. Because when the first one happened, one of you was like, oh, I'm pretty sure it was down by the arcade on the strip. And the other one was like, no, 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 it was over by the mall. And it was just completely undecided. Whereas this time it's very clearly coming from the mines. And it's definitely something you've experienced before. And you have also been aware that other people did not seem to notice them. And indeed, there doesn't appear to be any kind of visible effect in the surrounding area. No car alarms go off, no house alarms go off. You don't see any physical reaction from the blast. But it's, it's almost like when you see a nuke drop in a TV movie and you see that wave of destruction blast out and you feel it pass over you. It's not quite that strong, but you feel that wave of force coming and then blow over you and you all experience it at once. It's too late for any activity to be happening at the mines. What could have caused that? Hmm. Uh, whatever it was, most likely the same thing that caused our poor friend's demise. Then do we have a new target? I gotta say, that was pretty boss. If there are gonna be more explosions, I wanna be involved. Be careful what you wish for, Rewind. Oh no, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I know this guy, he said it's all gonna work out fine. Besides, if anything bad happens to it, <laughs> I pointed Jesus' character, it's gonna be to him, am I right? <laughs> We can only hope. God, you're depressing. Let me grab my skateboard. To the mines. I think we're going to run in the general direction of uh, things blowing up. No, Oscuridad is going to skateboard over there. Some things never change. The giant Oscuridad just on a skateboard, like... (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's just looking at him like, are you fucking for real? He's like... (laughs) 
You all travel in the direction of the mines. There is no further activity. There are no further explosions, no beams of energy to suggest mementos being used, but you head in the direction of the mines. As you get closer to the mining destination, obviously the whole area is fenced off as private property. There's a big entrance gate with a security guard to the main roads that lead into the mines. What do you do? I, I think we should go down into the mines then. Does there seem to be anybody manning the security area? There absolutely would, yeah. The gates are closed. There is a security post by the gates themselves. There's a big sign on the fence that says, this area is guarded at all times. <laughs> and, you know, there's the general safety signs, like trespassing on this property may result in injury or death. Not as a threat to you, but there's a fucking mine here. You're going to kill yourself, you idiot. The general property safety warnings that people put up so they don't get sued when someone breaks their neck. Scared Dad, do you think you can do anything about the lights? Perhaps I can. And I'm going to go onto my knees and start to whisper. And out from, basically out coming out from the ground from everywhere are what looks like small roaches and flies. And I'm going to whisper to them to just use their bodies to cover some of the lights. Are you just going to cover the lights in the area that you're trying to get through? Are you going to try and smother as many lights as you can? Uh, the areas we're trying to get through. We've got lights along the fences every, say, 100 feet or so. My character is a thinker, so he would try to intermittent so it's less obvious. In that case, you just do that. You put out the lights near where you plan to enter, and then you put out a couple. You skip two, and then put out another one, and skip another one on the other side, and put out that one. So it just seems like there's been a general fault in the area. Area. Yeah, there appears to be a large area of fencing now, which still has the security barbed wire type stuff on the top that is no longer lit. I'm making a break for it. Let us move. Let's get over that fence. You're just going to try and vault it? Think so. I'm going to spend one intellect point to activate hover, which oh. is going to be active for the next 10 minutes. So not only does gravity well just silently... Her feet lift off the ground and she, it's slow. You know, anyone that's jumping beats her, but she's able to, with zero effort, just lift herself up off the ground, goes over the fence, and then she continues hovering about a, a foot off of the, the ground for the next 10 minutes. You easily vault over the fencing and start sprinting towards the giant hole in the fucking ground. And... You get to the area where... This is very much a quarry. That's what it is. It's not a fucking mine. It's a quarry. It's a quarry, but they have a mine set up within it, I guess. There's a, sure. a lift down at the bottom of the quarry. You rush over to the edges of the quarry and start taking your way down within to try and inspect what's going on down there. The security doesn't even see anything wrong like by the time the security guard is at the fence checking out what's going on with the lights i think your creatures have dispersed and they just shrug it off as an anomaly you are making your way down into the quarry and at the very bottom of the quarry there is the main buildings so there's the standard trailer where they have the offices of the higher-ups and that is next to an entrance to what would appear to be a mine elevator and as you all enter in the quarry you start trying to locate the source of the explosion, things start feeling really weird. Uh-oh. And it's hard to pin down how they feel strange, but it's almost like the entire environment just doesn't feel right. You're wandering down, and I imagine Gravity Well is floating down yep. into what is effectively a giant hole of stone in the ground. And so things should feel quite sturdy, quite solid, right? But things feel slippery and soft. When you put your hand on a wall just doesn't feel tangible. The area where the lift that goes down into the mine is, 
is lit up with a light that is coming from below it. Light like uh, seen a memento or like a physical light? Hard to tell. There's okay. just so much of it. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's fair. I think at first glance, as you guys are making your way down, you're like, oh, they, they left the lights on in the mine. And then as you're getting closer and things start to feel weird, you're paying a bit more, t- more attention. And actually, that light is really weird. Why would it be coming up the shaft like that? And obviously, you can see the elevator within it, and the light is coming up and around it, around the side. So it's not the lights within the elevator, and it's not the lights in the building. It's definitely light coming from underground. Upwards. Huh. Well, let's check it out. Shall we continue down? Yeah, there's no, no other way to go. Okay, I'll go first. So do you all just get into the lift and try and use that, or do you try and find another way down? I'll try to find another way down. The lift is going to take forever. I shall use the lift. Great. This is how you die. I'll look for an alternate route, too. Yeah, so you walk into the lift. You're like, I will take the lift. And as you do so, you see that at the back of the elevator, there is a a fenced-off fire exit-style ladder system built into the walls that is behind the lift. So if you choose to, you can go down into the shaft without using the lift by taking the essentially the emergency exit ladder. I don't know if you've ever played Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> but then again, falling down a lift, if it's get cut, would be a bad thing. Oh, there's a ladder. I shall take the ladder. What about the rest of you? Do rewind and... And Duke Drake. Duke Drake is taking the ladder also, yes. So yeah, you all make your way down. And as you get to the bottom of the chasm, the entire way down... Things just get increasingly bright. And you notice that as you traverse down the shaft, the the glow from one another, you have to really focus, as in really pay attention to see that it's there. Because the light in this area just obscures everything. Gravity, well, you get to the bottom of the shaft first. Cool. Because... Probably around now, the 10 minutes is up. Sure. (laughs) She falls the last two feet or so. But you gracefully pick yourself up before the others make their way to the bottom of the ladder. You stand there doing the Sonic tapping his foot thing. (laughs) Do you do anything whilst you're waiting for them to come down the ladder? I want to take a quick look around. So we we took an elevator shaft down. Are there Mm -hmm. closed doors here at the bottom? Or is it open where the doors would have been in the elevator itself? Right, I got you. It would have just opened out into the tunnel. So the tunnel you're in is obviously built with supports and whatnot, but there are no doors. The door would have been on the other side of the elevator. If you, sure. It's one of those ones where the gate closes at the front, then just yes. opens at the back. So you come down a shaft, and then you are immediately just at the bottom of a shaft, which opens into a tunnel. So then Gravity Well is going to press herself up against one of those supports that you mentioned, and so hiding a little bit, and is going to take a, a peek around, see if there's anybody else down here. You peek around the corner and try to peer through the light, You are trying to keep an eye out for people. You don't see any signs of anyone ordinary wandering around. And as you turn back, you see some of your friends coming down the ladder. And you can see them physically. That's not a problem. The light's not so bright that it's blinding. It's it's just like being in a very well-lit tunnel. Down the tunnel to the left, as you turn back around and try and peek again, you do catch a glimpse of movement very briefly. But... It seems to vanish almost immediately. As soon as you try to focus on it, it, I wouldn't say dematerializes, because that's not quite right, but 
You catch sight of movement, but you don't see any people. So I will wait for everybody else to get down here before acting on that. A scurry dot has arrived. I don't know if we're alone down here. Nick Drake is just, uh, as soon as he touches down, he's brushing off his shoulders of his suit and looking around uh, with a bit of distaste. Like, I suppose it's rather well lit for a mine, but dust everywhere. And with a with a sound of it like a zzzz, Rewind lands doing the marine Hollywood slide down the poles of the ladder. Lands, does a hop, turns <laughs> round, and whips out two enormous gaudy 1986 shades and flips them on. So what's going on down here? I think Dad lands and you just hear... I saw movement coming from that direction. You saw movement? Yes. The who or whatever it is is moving too quickly or perhaps has no physical form. Oh, Oh, I don't think... I could not be sure what or who mm. was causing it. I'll show them moving too quickly. I'm going to check it out. And I'm going to go. Be my guest. Well, Rewind is going to approach, peek around the corner, see if he sees anything. And if not, move forward because nothing can hurt him because I'm 17. As far as you can see, there's nothing down there. Like, it's just a whole bunch of light. Real bright. Kind of huts. A scurry dead is going to crush John, summon a rat, and ask the rat if he's seen anything strange down here. Rat, it is. Filthy cats. I didn't hear what you just said, sorry. Predators and then filthy cats. Uh, thank you. And I throw the rat away. Aww. That was useless. What'd he say? Predators and filthy cats. Okay, well, here's the thing. You separated cats from predators. So that sounds like there's something else down here. Perhaps bigger cats. Yeah. As you throw the rat away, you just hear in the distance, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Creepiest Disney princess. Well, you said already Rewind would head down that tunnel if you didn't see anything, right? Correct. Then I guess you head down that tunnel because you did not see anything. Yeah, Duke Drake will follow along. He'll he'll keep up the rear. He's he's not the fighter of the group, so. I'll stand second place. All right, then Gravity Wells in the third. You information snake your way down the mine tunnels eventually it's not really a corner kind of place because it's a mine so you're mostly just following a fairly linear route up until the path diverges you pick a direction probably the light is much more distinct down one side of the tunnel than the other i assume you would head towards it rather than away from it because y'all are indestructible right so you continue following the tunnel for probably another mile or so eventually you see that it begins to open out into a wide cavern which you have not yet reached but you see that this is leading towards it and the glow in this area is extremely vivid are we able to discern yet whether it's memento glow or normal lights i think you probably can assume so but there without so rewinds given that you're taking the lead you are walking towards this cavern and you begin to see individual points of light within the open space in front of you. Because of the volume of light in the area, you can see a lot of leftovers from the workmen. So you can see crates, you can see carts that have stuff in them, you've got various barrels that have rubble in them and that sort of thing. And these points of light are dotted around. So one of the points of light is in the barrel. There are some boxes lined up against one wall and there appear to be several lights dotted around on top of there. You can't see much in the way of detail from the distance you're at, but there is a lot of individual points and these points of light seem very familiar and you can probably guess 
based on your ability to perceive that these are indeed mementos and there is a fucking lot of mementos in this area mine now all of them mine i go full daffy duck i go full daffy duck mine 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 yeah i was gonna say if there's mementos yeah we're, we're gonna go ahead and stock up this would explain the change in reality oh yeah that makes- i also steal a bunch of mementos are you actually just gonna rush on into the cavern and start hoarding the answer for rewind is always yes <laughs> oscurito is a bit more cautious yeah same as is gravity well drake will uh, saunter in. he's not rushing in but he's not nearly as cautious as the other two either strolling in confidently and, and looking around to see if anything sparkly catches his uh, attention rewind as you rush into the area and what do you approach specifically what stands out to you in this area full of workman's equipment well i've already got sweet kick-ass boots so i'm probably gonna need something to go with it to like kind of round out the masculine features so uh, pickaxe so you rush into the cavern and you look around and in fact you do see a memento that is a pickaxe from the looks of it and you rush over to the pickaxe you're like fucking sweet this is exactly what i needed and as you go to reach for it you hear mine no 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 it's mine uh And I guess you roll initiative. I am going to use danger scent. Duke Drake, what's up? You're still in the tunnel leading to the cavern, I think. Yes. So do I see these two new enemies? Are they are they visible or So if you're standing in the tunnel entrance from you're looking into an open mm-hmm. cavern, there are a large stack of boxes to the front left of the cavern in relation to you. There are various tools and whatnot. There is an area that appears to be the bottom of another shaft where an elevator would come down into, which is how people generally get in and out of this particular cavern, other than using this tunnel. I don't think there's a lot that you see. I think you can see Rewind reaching for the pickaxe. I don't think you see any enemy. Alright, so not not seeing any, any major threats, I... I think you probably heard the voice, though. You heard the voice, but didn't see anything. Alright, well, in that case, the problem is all my abilities still require me to actually know the target or see the target that I'm, I'm going after. So, having heard a voice, I'm going to look around and see if there's anything in terms of cover in case we're going to be getting attacked. I want to at least be able to move to somewhere I can be out of the line of attack. Given that you're in the tunnel and you cannot see any enemies from where you are, I imagine hunkering against the wall will probably give you sufficient cover for now. Yep, so that's that's what uh, Drake will do. He will immediately, yeah, as soon as he passes the entrance, hears that threatening whisper, he immediately slides with reptilian grace off to the side, kind of hugs the wall, dark eyes going wide as he tries to, to determine the threat. And other than that, he'll kind Kind of just have to hold his action there. Rewind. What do you do in response to this claim? Well, what's yours is now mine by way of my actions. Quick question about the pickaxe. Would it be a medium weapon or a large weapon? It would be... Hmm. Probably a large weapon because pickaxes are pretty heavy and generally require two hands to swing properly. Okay, well, it was going to look cool, but now I have to abandon this plan. And I'm going to look around for something else that looks like a weapon that I could use. I'd say, given that you're in a mine, you could probably find a crowbar or something. Yeah, you just look to the left. Fuck it. There's a crowbar right there. Hell yeah. I'm going to go Gordon Freeman on this motherfucker. Let's do this. Okay, so you pick up the crowbar that is right in front of you. You turn around and there's nothing behind you. Yeah, you better run. But you do notice as you look around the room, there is something in here. And you didn't notice it before because it's glowing with the same kind of light that you and your friends are. Whilst that doesn't stop you from seeing them, it does stop them from being more noticeable. To the right of the the tunnel that your friends are standing in, to the right of them, 
So to your left, in relation to this, there is something that's pretty fucking hard to describe. Imagine a small elephant that had no head, five limbs, and was made of pink skin, and had tumors about the size of a large organ growing from it. It has no face of any kind, and it also does not appear to be moving in any way. You sure as hell see that. Okay. But that is on the other side of the cavern that you are from. I would say that it is at short distance. Okay. Declaration of intent. Point. Say, oh, what the hell is that? And then I'm going to charge it and attack it. (laughs) I would like to use fleet of foot. So you rush over there and you attack it. So you run over using your powers to drive your momentum. You bring up the crowbar to whack it down on this giant flesh creature. And you do. Your crowbar connects and it slams into it. And it wobbles, and then you rear back your hand to pull again, and nope, your crowbar is now stuck. Well, I'm going to call this battle of victory now. The Gravewalker, the lump of flesh in front of you, that now has your crowbar stuck to it. (laughs) It's got a weapon! Rears up one of its giant elephant-like legs, like a giant tree stump, and it just slams it forward into your chest. 20! Not 20! Guys, I did it! (laughs) (laughs) Just retire from gaming now, David. It reaches up. It lifts up one of its gigantic trunk-like legs, slams it forwards, and what happens? The massive tree trunk of a limb comes crashing comes crashing down, and then it tries to sweep underneath the legs of Rewind, who deftly and nimbly jumps out of the way. And then he back tumbles towards one of the carts that is in the quarry mine. And as the massive limb comes down for a third attack, he sidesteps, causing the limb to get smashed into one of the wheeled carts, and then it tumbles over onto the limb, making it immovable. You notice, as it falls to the ground and its own limbs collide with itself, that the area where its limbs collided begins to grow another massive tumor. So I gave it tumors. Uh, that's, That's a 20. As you are standing victorious over the fallen creature, now it is visible this giant thing is visible to everyone else. What did you say you backwheeled over to? A cart full of rocks from the quarry. You cartwheel back and land in front of this cart, and as you do so, you hear, Shouldn't have done that, child. And you, in shot, step forwards as a small claw breaks out at your heels from underneath the cart yeah. and then vanishes away. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Need help. Need help now. Gravity well. You see <laughs> Rewind standing in front of a giant flesh mound creature. Giant flesh monster creature. Lovely. Mm-hmm. And if you focus real hard, you can see that it glows. I'm going to start hovering and I'm going to float up in the air a short distance. I'm not sure how tall this opening is. So a short distance or to the top, whichever I hit first. Okay, I would say this is a pretty tall cavern. So short distance would be 50 feet. 50 feet up gets you probably close enough to the cavern's roof. And that's taller than this tumor creature, correct? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Again, it's like a small elephant. It's definitely smaller than a regular elephant, so it definitely be smaller right. than 50 foot. Were cool. you just right. trying to get higher than the creature? Or- yes. Let's go to dad. Okay, I am going to blast it with Onslaught. I assault his mind or wherever his mind is on that weird tumor body with images, uh, Final Destination styles of possible ways he could die in that, inside this cavern. The creature on the ground undulates and flails. <laughs> 
It's pretty grim because it's just a fucking giant flesh mound with big old elephant legs. It's thrashing around and it's probably looking pretty scary. Duke Drek. Having seen that my friends are combat and that this horrible flesh thing is out, I'm going to fulfill all my darkest dreams and desires and be a cheerleader. I'm going to use no encouragement. Duke Drake just seeing this just moves away from the wall and oh, come on team, come on, now we can all do this. It's just definitely got him outmatched. There's four of us and one of it. This is going to be great. Uh, yeah, and he's just going on and on and on. And while that's going as, as annoying as it may be, uh, it's still, if not, if only to get him to shut up, people will fight a little better. <laughs> Rewind. All right, I've really got this thing on the ropes now. Uh, I need to find another weapon. <laughs> you, you can try and recover your original one, but... Uh... Uh, nope, nope. I need to find a shovel. I think with back flipping over towards the cart, there's no tools that are immediately here, but I did say it was filled with rubble. Yep, I'm going to throw a rock at it. So you reach over to the cart and standing at point blank range in front of this poor fucking thing, <laughs> you just wind up <laughs> the boulder and you just smash it against its body and the rock just sticks. <laughs> the body just continues to undulate on the ground and flail oh. and it's silent the entire time. It's not screeching or squealing. That is... The flesh creature that is on the ground is going to use the memento that is stuck to it. Oh. As this creature focuses, the memento bursts with a brilliant light, and suddenly a gravity well is formed around the cart, flinging rocks everywhere and making the area around it impossible to enter. Basically means that you can't get close to this creature right now. You cannot get into immediate distance for at least one round. Duke! Who's who can see Duke from where they're standing? I'm sure I yeah, I'm can. I'm pretty sure everybody probably can, yeah. You turn and look at your cheerleader as these rocks are flying everywhere and you're... Yeah, because I'm the only one that cried out in pain when, when getting hit by a rock, so, ow. Like, shit, what the hell? You, you turn and look at your cheerleader who's standing in the tunnel leading to this cavern and your eyes widen in horror as a black shadow leaps from the wall slamming into him and dragging him through to the wall on the other side and Duke is gone Hey, I see you reaching for the skip button but listen, there are a ton of fantastic shows out there Here's one you could be missing out on right now Cities are hard They're tangled webs of shadows with someone different waiting to stab you in the back on every corner Baldur's Gate ain't no different. If anything, it's worse. There's murder in the air, and a name on everyone's tongue that no one dares to speak. The scales of justice are new in town, hot in the tail of an evil cult, but they're going to make him talk. Tales from the Dark Dragon's Inn is a serialized fiction podcast. Join us for season two on tftddi.co.uk. See now, was that so bad? And now, on with the show. Hi guys, great game. Oh no. Oh. There was nothing physical there. Something physical leapt out of the wall, carried over. Duke fell into the wall and... They got the bard. Run. The rat has taken its revenge, Jesus. You shouldn't have pissed off that rat. You know, that's fair. That's fair. And those of you who were paying attention would have noticed that the form that grabbed Duke was, in fact, cat-like. Gravity well. Oh, man. I owe that rat a beer. So Duke has disappeared through a wall. Is there any ways for a corporeal figure to get into a, a next room? Is, is there another exit here that would take me into presumably where Duke was dragged? That isn't going through a wall because I cannot go through walls. If you rush over to where he is and roll perception, you may be able to determine that 
then that's what I'm going to do because originally I was going to do an unarmed mm-hmm. attack against this thing, but that's obviously uh, not going to work right now because yeah. it's surrounded, surrounded by... Surrounded by a vortex of boulders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like tangling with boulder vor- vortex. I'm going to use my confounding skill. You rush down from the ceiling towards the tunnel in which Duke Drake was standing. You look around in a panicked haze and you see that on the wall where Duke Drake appeared to be dragged is now a cartoonish drawing of a kitty cat. Okay. And it's reaching out with a paw to scratch a cartoonish looking image of a lizard wearing a top hat that's fleeing for its life. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. I love that. I love that. This cat shops from Acme Core. I'm going to touch the wall. Gravity Well puts her hand up to the wall, and that's the end of the, the action. You feel around the wall, and the wall feels supple. Let's go to that. I'm going to finish off Fleshy Tumor Man. I am going to blast it with Onslaught Psychic. As you focus your psychic energies on the flesh creature on the ground, its form dissolves away into the ground. What is left as this flesh pile disintegrates and dissolves is a young-looking child. He's about 12, 13. He's just lying there, out cold, still in the middle of this swirling vortex. Next to him, just clutched in his hand, is actually what looks like just a hog's head. Just a dried hog's head. Rewind. Seeing that the fleshy creature has now been reduced to its molecular resting state of being a small child. Well, it's ultimately, uh, it's a musk. And you would immediately be aware of that because uh. you know how masks work. When a mask form hits zero health, it, it's no longer able to sustain its form and you revert to your teen form. You've probably pushed your mask to its limits before because you're cocky teenagers, so you understand how this works. The young child on the floor is almost certainly a prodigy. Cool. Good to know. This has been taken care of. I'm going to grab what mm-hmm. is uh, apparently my Excalibur, which is a rock. And go save, <laughs> go save uh, Duke Drake's life. No, 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 no! All the rocks are in a swirling vortex. Uh, never mind then; they're they're otherwise occupied, <laughs> unarmed. Rush over to the tunnel where you see Gravity Well pressing her hands against slash into the wall. This is a weird day. You see the cartoonish lizard running away from the cat creature. I'm going to <laughs> activate. Should have left everything where it was. I'm going to activate That's Heavy, and a future version of Rewind is going to appear and tackle the cartoon creature. I think it's wearing... Okay, have you seen um, The Fifth Element? Yeah, huge fans. The radio DJ personality, gold jumpsuit. Yes. (laughs) It's that, but all of the detail is actually just neon light I just got saved by Ruby Rod. Super green. Here's what happens, though, is you do that, and you summon this future self from your from your future, and knowing exactly what's going to happen, knowing based on what you want, it charges headfirst at this creature in the wall on the cartoon, and it just smacks headfirst into the wall. Sorry, Ruby. You did a great job rescuing me, guys. Great job. As you're pressing your hands against the wall, Gravity Well, the cartoon cat on the wall, you watch as it turns on its heel, spins around and runs away down the tunnel. Shortly emerging behind you, within the tunnel, it leaps out and becomes a small little kitten that looks up at you with big old golden eyes and then it swells and its body enlarges and lengthens and expands until this cute little fluffy kitten becomes a giant bulbous fur creature of 
claws and mass, and it rakes forwards at you, Gravity Well. This bus-sized creature is going to go ahead and try and uh, attack you. And try to dodge out of the way. A gigantic claw rakes forwards and slashes you across the chest. Ouch. Ouch. As it just lets out a beastly howl. There's almost language there, but you can't pick it out between the screeches of fury. I think the only word that gets through is you just hear over and over again. Despite the fact that there are other noises and words coming, that's the only intelligible thing you can hear. So, Gravity World, what do you do now that there's this big bus-sized meowser? Meowser. Um, dumb teenager, I'm still hovering, so I'm going to get to use my power shift, so I'm gonna hover, reorient myself. I was knocked horizontal when the hit me, so I am essentially going to aim a, a, a kick at this creature. You horizontal flying kick into this creature's face as it reels back and screeches your foot lands in its eye it does not like that it reacts violently and hisses you will all pay with your masks and your lives Oscar dad my mask is mine and I'm going to onslaught it it looks like a dark ball of shadow hits the creature and the the ball of shadow kind of spreads around it forming these small rat like bipedal creatures that crawl around his body trying to bite and nip at it it reels back but is still standing and it looks mad now lizard man still in the wall there's nothing I can do to break out of this there's literally nothing without your um someone has to rescue you no somebody rescue me rewind as both three binds now look at the little dude in the wall. Alright, yeah, we both reach for him and try to pull him out. So, I think both you and Future Rewind put your hands on the wall and reach in and grab hold of. Hey, careful. Careful what you're grabbing. Push your hands into the wall. You actually feel like you're holding onto him. Even though he's miniature in this wall, you actually feel like you're holding a substantial amount of weight. So, you reach in, both Future Rewinds reach into the wall and pull out this tiny little lizard man and as you're pulling away from the wall, he he expands to full size and Duke Drake is free Freedom! once more. So the giant fucking cat creature is now going to... Where is Oskurdad in relation to everyone else? I'm at the edge of short distance because my powers are requiring me to be close. So in that case, the creature is just going to barrel out of the tunnel. He's going to push right past everyone else over to the fallen comrade and from there is just going to swipe at you with one arm. Oh, nice. <laughs> I am the shadows. It swipes at you. You dodge backwards almost disapparating in front of it and it just screeches yeah. Your mask will be mine! I will leave your body nope. for the worms! Mine, 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 mine. Gravity well. Meowna's yep. still here? Oh yeah, and is huge. And is still huge. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take another hovering attack on her. You swoop down from the air, colliding into the creature. It seems like you're not doing nearly as much damage as you expect. You're used to your kicks feeling kind of like you could kick through a stone wall, and every time your foot mm. l- impacts with this creature, it's almost like you're hitting steel. You're definitely making an impact. You'd leave a dent if it was a steel door, but you're not expecting as much resistance as you feel every time that you connect, despite how powerful you know that you are. It turns and focuses its gaze upon you. A dad. Oh yeah, so seeing that her kick didn't cause as much damage as she it should have, I'm just gonna go uh, Onslaught Psychic Attack. The giant creature shrinks down to kitten size and you hear its voice reverberating in your head. No! I've tried! I've done so much! We're so close! 
and it shrinks down and flattens into the image, and it, its form is shifting and warping it, between this giant, monstrous hell beast and this tiny little kitty cat, and even into a 2D cartoon drawing of a cat, and it's shifting all around until the drawing vanishes in the stone, and there is a 15, 16-year-old girl on the ground in front of you, and she's wearing a little Hello Kitty watch, <laughs> which glows with a familiar light. And you find yourselves ill at ease because this entire area is still warped and strange, and the combat draws to a close. It occurs to you that perhaps these mementos should be distributed around town and not kept in one place so that people don't accidentally die for no reason. Post credits wrap up scene. Do we know who these individuals are? You do not recognize them, any of you. However, one of them is wearing a uniform for another school, but the school is from the next town over. This is Rewind, establishing shot of the mine as a time lapse happens as the moon goes down and the sun starts to come up. It just shows flickers of motion as Rewind still bounding through the darkened patches to avoid the sentry at the front is redistributing all of the mementos two at a time like a cracked out superhero Santa Claus. Just putting them in bushes and under cars and in backpacks and he's writing down where all of them are going and then... But you gotta remember as well that mementos are basically just just ordinary objects, so like telephones and matchboxes, and so th- for regular people, they just look like those things. So no matter what you do with them, people aren't even going to notice. Only other prodigies would. So it, it definitely cuts to a sixteen-year-old girl sitting down to class the next day, opening her book bag, and there's a rotary phone in it. My character does not have time to make this scene appropriate for all of these objects. Absolutely, yeah. He he just wants to make this place safe. So I I love that. And then. That's perfect. As the girl opens up her bag and says, what the hell? To a rotary phone, the camera pans out from uh, the chemistry class she sat down to and goes down the hallway of the high school. And it centers on the double swinging doors of the front. And as the clock hits 8 a.m., the doors swing open and Dennis comes barreling down the hallway, (laughs) running as fast as he can with his book bag. And he drops a book and just leaves it, just leaves it, runs to the class and makes it just as the bell is done. And as he's huffing and puffing and he adjusts his tie, because he's that douchebag, he wears a tie to school, and he comes into the class, he's met with the same gaze from the same teacher. Mr. Andres Hocker looks down at his glasses over you and says, next time. And he just pushes his glasses back up his nose. Okay. Detention again. This is Oscuridad. There is a scene, if you're looking at it from above, same night, it looks like those two kids are seeming to be moving on their own, still unconscious in the ground, but moving across the street in a certain direction. But if you look closer underneath them, you see right underneath them, a tide of largest rats carrying them. Eventually, it leads to the front of what looks like the local police station for the town. And you see one rat slowly climb up and press a little door ringer. Bing! and slowly climb back down as the rats just scurry. And then it shifts to later on in the day, lunchtime. And there is sitting down on the lunch table is Jason. He has one earphone and next to her is the girl he was talking to in detention. And they both just start rocking out to Twisted Sister. Lori Alpin. Aww. Yeah, Lori Alpin. She, she, she digs it. Of course she does. Just cut to school the next day or after school the next day actually with the AV club meeting and news has reached the AV club of... Patrick, unfortunate passing. We're just seeing montage style, somber students who've all gathered and you see them sharing their their memories. 
And as the the group wraps up, Jesse goes over to to the the TV cart that Patrick had last been working on. She's about to finish wrap up what he had been, you know, checking it in, making sure everything is still working. And as she reaches for the VCR, she notices that it's glowing. Patrick had been working on a memento. Uh, and who are we missing? It'll be Drake. I'm like, who is it? I'm just, <laughs> I'm sure there's someone. Goddamn, my, my character's whole thing is that he's born, he's noticed, you know, after everything wrapped up. Drake, Drake was kind of feeling down on himself because he got taken out early in the combat and wasn't able to help as much as he wanted to. So, he, you know, he was a little bit snippy on his way out. And, and eventually, you know, the group splits up. He, he does help uh, rewind with redistributing some of the mementos. Uh, uh, probably keeps one or two for himself. And then, you know, the school day goes without too much uh, worry. And in the afternoon, Fred arrives home, you know, sits down again. His parents are out. Dog's happy to see him and nobody else as usual. And, you know, he pours himself some cereal, sits down in front of the TV to watch some cartoons. And as soon as the cartoons start, he realizes he's lost his taste for cartoons <laughs> for a good long while. <laughs> and just kind of shuts off the TV and eats his cereal in silence. And I think we go it's out so on that. so fucking sad. <laughs> I hate this. I'm so sorry, Fred. <laughs> You've ruined cartoons forever for, for a poor innocent 16-year-old kid. You monster. You know, Fred, Fred's, Fred's trying. His his superhero side is trying to be good and helpful everything else. Everybody thinks it's Oscuridad who's going to go down the villain path sooner or later. Nah, it's going to be Fred. It's going to be Fred. Thank you so much, guys. This has genuinely been uh, unbelievably cool. I really enjoyed this. I loved having you on. And that was all. That was the whole story. Thank you so much for joining me this fine evening. Perhaps our paths will cross again for our next stage show. If you're a new listener and you've enjoyed what we put together with Fandible, please consider checking out tftddi.co.uk to subscribe to our show as we not only have a lot more guests coming up this year, but we're deep in the second season of our long-form campaign and currently exploring a mystery arc, so I hope you'll give it a shot. If you have a moment, don't forget to check out the Ennies. Voting closes on the 21st, and a URL will be in the show notes. Until next time, travel safe, and wherever your road may take you, the Dark Dragon's Inn will be waiting with open doors.